Y'all, I'm over here fussing with my little one. He is so funny. I love him so much. My little my little doggy. But <laughs> I want I know that not, it's almost like sharing baby stories, but and it, almost, right? I'm not gonna put it on the same level as that, but and it's like that's just weird. But yeah, he's he's his own little personality. But um uh, I wanted to address something that this guy brought up. I just started listening to the Mary Brown show thing. And he brought something up that is so important. And I think that it, even if you don't go there, I know that I have um, working class black women that listen to me. And I've been hinting at this. But I think that even as I'm recording this on a Sunday night going into the Monday work week, this is so important, right? And remember, if you've been kind of listening to me throughout the day, and even in previous podcasts, you heard me kind of talk about this back when I was obsessed with chess. And I talked about how I would play it if it were me. I wouldn't be at the workplace being that quote unquote black woman trying to be a social justice warrior because it doesn't pay off. And once the men you know, the black men make whatever community. Once they build it, we will come. But it's not the time for you to be viewed on the job as this angry black woman and to the point where it's costing you your livelihood and whatever. So he said that he was um, he had seen or he was on a panel because I was I was working on stuff while I was listening to him talking. So I don't know if it was that he was on a panel or he heard a panel and they were talking about how once the they heard that that young black woman had been doxxed um by another black woman and lost her job they really got like they they really got off on that and they're like oh from now on i'm going to really provoke all the black women at my job and once they get upset um we're going to get them fired right and so if you are hearing this under the sound of my mouth, sound of my um, voice, two minutes in, you you already took away what you need to, you know. As you go out there, I already keep a six six feet away from them in in real life, IRL, right? Um, but for for my divine dolls who are out there working. Stay focused, stay on your grind, get that bag, rest in your femininity, stay away from the dust. And, and you know, it, it's, the, it's so messed up because they're going to have to expose. We're, we're, we're in, a, in a period where people are getting exposed for the, the demons and the demonic energies that they are. And I already know, I can already picture it. Some of y'all already been been knowing that that, I'm going to call him that naker on the job is just up to no good, right? But now you you have just as something more of a reminder when they start trying to mess with your job and your income, document everything. This is taking me back to, you know, one, stay away from it. Number two, you know, you pay attention to how you... um correspond with them i'm the type of person like if i can sense the bullshit oh you're gonna get something in a writing with me and i that's one thing i loved about you know love hate i, I was really good at it but i would document in detail everything is to the point where i remember one time one of my bosses she um 
she gave me help. <laughs> but um, I knew what was coming. I already saw the energy coming down the pipeline. So I just, for the most part, kept my composure day in, day out, day in, day out. And so I was documenting, you know, she's talking to me in person and I would reply back to her in email and it would be succinct and it would be clear. And I remember when it came time, we had to go to the HR office and thankfully with the help of my mom too, I, I learned that I needed to get an ombudsperson, right? And, but do you think I told them queen of moving in silence, queen of moving in silence. Don't let the fact that I'm a chit chat, you know, musing type of person. I I like to mastermind and strategize and use my foresight, you know, and with that comes moving in silence, right? So there's stuff I talk on, on here about my, my dreams, my goals, my, you know, my crushes, my um, finances, um, vulnerabilities and that type of thing. But it's not stuff that people know, right? So imagine, you know, she's thinking like, oh, I'm going to take her to the office. I'm going to get her, fi- you know, to HR and we're going to So Wayne called my ombudsperson, told her what time the appointment was waited it was about a good week from the time we scheduled to go and you know i'm just watching the whole behavior mind you i have printed out all the emails i kind of thought about where she was trying to corner me printed those bitches out printed all the emails out had them in a little file tagged underlined with everything highlighted and so they think they're gonna you know they seen the last of me so on their way out, have the audacity to say, oh, are you going to walk with us over to, um, to the, to the office? And I was like, the motherfucking nerve of you, you really think you're going to drag me over there? And, and they're friends with the HR director, but you have to go through all of the formalities. And I hope that this helps someone too, because at the end of the day, professionalism will carry you a long way, even when you're dealing with some janky ass people. Um, and so, um, I was like, oh no, I'm waiting for my ombudsperson. And when I tell you the primary boss, she almost shat herself. She almost pooped herself. Like her knees buckled and all the blood came out of her face. And then the other one, I already told you about the other coworker. She, she, <laughs> oh my gosh, she used to like be scared of the main boss. And so, but her way of surviving, it was a really old lady. She was like two years away from from um, retiring. And so her coping mechanism was to throw the rest of us because we were like fresh college students that had just graduated. So she threw us, she would throw us under the bus anytime a project went wrong. And then we would say like she would throw us under the bus and then run us back over. And then on her way over the third time, she'd be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just I can't afford to lose my job. And we're like, damn you, you know, type of a thing. So the other one was like, oh, right. So they go ahead. I let them talk their stuff out. And so get to the office. And it was, it was kind of a great moment for me to see. Hold on one second. Hold on. Bruno. I swear. So, um, so get there and sure enough, boom, we wanted this, this, and this. And I said, yeah, if you look here, I also asked you for this. I also asked for clarification. 
And Boom Boom and like the, the look on her face. And then the HR person was like, oh, what the, you guys bring me, da-da-da. Like, listen, so I, I understand what it is. Um, you know, I think I've mentioned this before with the young lady. It's just unfortunate because I'm willing to bet that she is one of the first in her family to graduate you know, with something of of that degree. And I don't think that that should be remiss on us. I think that there was a lot of nights, a lot of dedication. Crap, she still has student loans that she has to pay. So that is not remiss on me. Um, and so, but because she's the first grad person to probably graduate from her family, you know, more than likely didn't have a father growing up in the home. Only her mom and her mom is having to work all kinds of odd jobs and, you know, multiple jobs and and to make, you know, her be able to to get through school. Her mom is not going to be a working class where it's kind of like you can pass down you know, secrets or, or have networks to kind of provide that mentorship and to kind of provide that type of culture, right? So, um, it's, I think that it's unfortunate for her, um, you know, and some people gave their insights and I think that I don't need to contribute to any more of the the things that they said, but, you know, um, I always do think about it. I've mentioned this before, especially for my younger women. I think it's just one of those things like this is not the time to be stubborn. Um, and, you know, um, <laughs> the older women. Um, and and it's, it's hard. I get it, right? It, it's so funny because I think about... How did I respond to information from older women? And some of the things that would come to mind is, I'm not like her. Um, That won't happen to me. These people are different. And that's not going to be my outcome. Or maybe if I do something else, it will be different. And so sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's not. And I don't want to tell you to just listen to older women, period, because I was just talking about how I had to unsubscribe from two um, people that I really did like. And I think it was unfortunate that I wouldn't be able to just ask her, have a genuine conversation about what she means by royal sons, because I really wanted to progress that. But I, I can tell with her energy, with all the spice and the heat, I'm not, you know, I've never heard her refer to the other woman that she, because um, there's one of my favorite content creators that's, she's an older, I consider her to be like an auntie, right? Both of them. But I was following the other one for a long time. And then she introduced us to this second person. And the second person is really spicy, but that's the second person she always calls every every single black man that's on her channel my king and she's like oh no go ahead my king go ahead and talk and really and I paid attention over a period of time I'm like they never call her my queen never and but furthermore she doesn't refer to the other um person that they're close and chummy with as my queen never not once not a not not a once not never ever right? So I already figure that. And then in terms of respectability, it's like, I can already see her thinking like, who does 
this little bee thinks she is? She's just young, out of control, questioning me, blah, blah, blah. So there's no conversation, but it's like, I think we both want the same thing, but I'm not going to subject myself to to that. Like, I'm not going down that journey with you. It almost makes me think again, um, this is chit-chatty, but I am falling asleep. I am a little bit sleepy. So um, it kind of does remind me a little bit, you know, of, uh, I was listening to, I think was it New World Tarot, and the way she explained how this whole 40 days in 40 days, 40 years in the desert of going around in circles, you know, and, and mind you, let's just really break it down. It's a four day journey, right? So after two months, you've done circled several times, right? And nobody's calling out to say, you think you might, you know, might want to we're supposed to be going that way. It's only supposed to take four days, not one month, not two months, not six months, not a year. And I'm not going to count all the way up to 40, but 40 freaking years. And I think that you get to the point where you say, I am going a separate route. I am no longer going with you on this journey. So sometimes, you know, when when you even talk about the twin flame journey, and what the, the role of a catalyst is also, you know, when you're ready, the teacher will appear and they will walk with you for that mile or that two miles or that three miles. And when it's when they reach the conjunction of the road, they will go their separate way and you'll continue along your path. Right. And we have a lot of people cycling in and out of our lives for the right time. All right. And so. I've learned so much from those young ladies. I've had some good, well, I call them young ladies, like my aunties, you know. um, But this is where I go on another path. I'm not willing to stay with her, um, you know, in that school of thought where we're not holding anyone accountable. And the best way I likened it was to cancer, you know. Um, Clearly, there's something wrong with the body. There's disease with the collective. And... One solution is to just cut off the cancer, definitely remove it, kind of a little bit painful, you know, but at least you removed it. And But then the other side of the spectrum is you're going to ignore it and that's going to spread and go to other parts of the body and still contribute to you dying. So you've got to have something more natural. You've got to address it. You You see it and, you know, you cannot put your neck in the sand type of a thing um so yeah was there anything else i wanted to kind of say i'm pretty sure i'm gonna fall asleep here um yeah so i had started off talking about how it's going to be really important for you know any black women that are working you know, um, moving forward, not everybody's an ally, you know, not all skin folk is going to be, and, and you're going to have, you know, pushback from women too. But I think, um, if you didn't before, now you're conscious about what it can look like and even the forms that it can come in. And at the end of the day, (laughs) I need you to stay focused, go in, get your bag 
be professional, um, keep documentation of stuff, and um, I've talked a little bit about how it's all strategy, right? And it's one of those unfortunate things because it's like I have I have shared a lot with my niece. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want her to work, but I know she needs to because she needs to be able to appreciate how to make money and, and develop that social intelligence. But um, I already know certain things that you need to, people you need to connect with and how to have a network. Another important thing that um, maybe is appropriate to, to mention here is I was listening to another podcaster a little bit weird. I'm not even going to mention the channel because like I said, like if I don't really like you, then I'm not going to mention your name. If you listen to their content, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But if I do like your content, then I'll I'll give you a shout out. I don't know. It's just fair enough, right? Unless it's like the only person who have kind of mentioned that I don't like is Crimson Care and a couple other people. But um, and I've given you the whole, yeah, I feel bad for her. Like I really feel bad for her type of a thing but um I was listening to a content creator and she was going over with her chat about um that that it was another young woman who was supposed to be a whistleblower on her job and she shot and killed she shot from what I understand three people and two were two passed and one person is critically injured. And one of the people that she shot was her former former lawyer. And he had told her that she didn't have enough evidence in the case. Now, I imagine even as I'm saying this right now, too, it, it, she she's a type personality. But at one point, she had written an 1,100-page um, claim, you know, type of a thing. She had mentioned hundreds of co-defendants so that's just to tell you how obsessive compulsive and neurotic (laughs) I think some of the stuff could have been potentially allegedly um but what was sad about that again it's like it's another young woman you know she's coming from Cameroon Africa um that has its own problems but I'm not even going to engage with those because yeah we're just not I'm a little bit sleepy so but didn't have a mentorship or guidance I don't know that she would have taken it anyways which is a whole other thing right if somebody sits you down and says here's um how to be professional here's how we move here's what goes on culturally you know for you to be black on the job and as a black woman, and <clears throat> a lot of the times, if you don't have somebody to teach you that, you kind of have to learn on your own and kind of hope that you don't step on landmines. So I'm I, I'm willing to bet when she, if she takes a stand, she's not a likable person. And the type of t- job that she uh, seems to be in, she was kind of like an audit person. I don't know if it was like IT audit But for her to be a whistleblower and so it seems like she's really good at what she does, Um, you know, able to really pinpoint, you know, obviously they didn't fire her for incompetence or let her go. I think that she was that good that whatever field she was in, they were willing to maybe tolerate some of the stuff that she was doing right in terms of her behaviors. 
but she's not a likable person. You can see it in how she engages with um, the officer, how she engages with the um, with the judges, right? And even with with the person who's not to be her lawyer. Now, mind you, uh, I have my own biases. Once I heard what was going on with the lawyer, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want that as my lawyer too. And of course, now your life is on the line. And another thing too, I do not in any way condone her shooting. I that baffles me. I don't know how you cross the line to shoot and kill people. Like I've had uh, shit like a hundred thousand dollars stolen from me. I've had obviously the boss from hell. I've told you guys about her. Um, I've had coworkers that were a holes and morons and stuff. But it has never occurred to me to kind of just end someone's life over that. That's just freaking wild. I don't care if it's a black woman. Like, I can't co-sign on that. I'm not. I will use my good name on people like Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland. But this one is not. mm -mm, No, we're not. But one of the tragedies is, you know, if she chooses to testify and or if they have to bring in her coworkers and her boss... They're not going to have anything nice to say about her. You know, it's probably going to be about that time that they shouldn't have eaten her sandwich at the office and she got tyrannical with them. Or, you know, if 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 she didn't feel she got her way on a project or her point across or they opted out of, you know, went in a different direction after brainstorming and she just got a little bit like moody or irritable kept to herself, you know, um, those things matter. As a matter of fact, um, I do have a podcast way back. I do believe it's called social or emotional intelligence. And I, it's from the book, um, laws of success by Napoleon Hill. And I was so fascinated with that. It was definitely a eureka moment for me because, um, it plays such an important role. Uh, Napoleon Hill talks about how it was at the beginning of the chapter. The book is like, if I say it's like a thousand pages long, it's a thousand. The book is like about a thousand pages. And one of the first things he talks about is social intelligence. But he says some of the wealthiest people you know, you know, could have not even have a high school education or a high school diploma. But once they understood social intelligence, it took them so much more further. Likeability matters. Professionalism matters, right? Some people, you know, I guess I will address it a little bit here. And then I'm really legit going to allow myself to fall asleep here. Um, 12-21. Okay, so it's past midnight. But one of the, the concerns that came up was this degenerate idea that um or school of thought that being professional is a white supremacist um, is 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 under white supremacy and i'm willing to bet that these are black women cutting and pasting off of the men who are failing in our community right one of the things that that came up in the article that was talking about the 50 billion dollar deficit Every year, $50 billion 
in deficit every year. So last year we had $50 billion deficit. This year we're having a $50 billion deficit. Year before that and next year we're going to have another $50 billion deficit, right? But one of the things they talked about in that article was, you know, it's difficult for employers to hire black men because they're not likable on the position. They're not likable in their jobs, right? So instead of them trying to climb the corporate ladder, now you're going to redirect your focus to targeting black women on your job, you know, so now the quality of of the goods and services that are, are um, being put out are going to be affected because y'all are you know, black men are choosing to be petty, right? You're going to be compromising the the reputation and the quality and the caliber and the economics and profits and return on investments. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the times when I was talking a little bit about social intelligence is that, you know, the the in the article it was talking about in the $50 billion deficit, it was talking about how it's things like not being able to communicate, not being able to take instructions, you know, not being um, agreeable, right? Quick to anger, quick, quick temper, erratic, maniac. And these are my words, but you could kind of read like some of the concerns is that they're just not the most pleasant people to have in your work environment, the most, you know, and so it becomes one of those things where they just don't want you around type of a thing. And but and so you have black women who um, a lot of the times I'm finding will copy and paste what black men say. So you have people who are costing us $50 billion a year say, oh, professionalism is white supremacy, right? If they feel oppressed that you have to be accurate and precise and produce results, right? And have standards and um excellence, right? It it feels oppressive, especially if you're working for the white man. It can feel like, oh, it's massa just trying to be blah, 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 racist. But they hired you, though, right? They, They said, we want you to contribute to our business, to our brand, to the output. We want to be profitable with you, right? So you have these black women who are cutting and pasting from probably the dumbest people in the class, you know, and... And so I would just encourage you like not to jump on that bandwagon. I would say if, if you kind of still feel some way that the call for professionalism is white supremacist, then shift the gear, right? Transmute it and turn it into your focus for black excellence, right? If you believe that you are pharaohs and queens and kings and, um, you know, that you built certain governments and empires and and mastered a lot of things like engineering and how things run and that type of thing then focus on black excellence right but this is not the time to to be unprofessional because I can tell you um, I'm going to try to keep this under 30 minutes so when it comes to me building my brand or anything I don't want to deal with janky attitude 
I don't want to deal. I want to be able to receive quality customer service, right? And a lot of times I think some, some of us don't understand as a collective what it's like to, to own a business and to employ people and to take that risk and wanting them to join forces with you to promote and to advance. And they they like you. That's why they hired you. They see your potential. They see you can contribute and it's supposed to be symbiotic. They're going to pay you for what you're worth, right? And you learn to negotiate and to prove yourself and, and, and harness your skills. And when it's time for you to go, you'll go and you'll move up, right? Um, I think that sometimes we look at the employer as the enemy. We um, think and grow rich that has a chapter on that, right? It says a poor person has never provided anyone with a job, right? But we demonize the rich. We demonize people who hire us. So I would just say, you know, as I'm closing out here for my black women, if, if you know, the idea of professionalism being white, white supremacist beliefs, then focus on black excellence. Tap into what you believe makes you a king and a queen and a pharaoh and, you know, the original... It, I'm saying if that's what you believe, right? But um, don't let's not put yourself in a situation where you're now you're out of a job and don't have the means to bring your fifty fifty to the table <laughs> for your for your for your husband, right? So today has been a productive day. I've put a lot of content out. I've enjoyed it. Um, we've had the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny. Um, Ben, I look forward to a positive, upbeat, productive week, and I wish you the same, right? So until the next podcast, peace. I'm going to wait until it's 29. (laughs) There's just one more thing. So obviously, I'm not going to have it under 29 minutes. But um, one other thing as I was writing the title is... um, in terms of safety, for those of you who are online and social and content creators like myself, you know, just be careful with your image. You know, don't be so, um, don't be so um, quick to. And I, w- I just period wouldn't do it, but don't put your face out there. Don't put your name out there. Don't give your put your location out there. Um, I just do voice podcasts. Um, I've never shown my face, but um, you want to be careful that you don't give out any identifying markers about yourself. And um, for those of you who have social media like, um, you know, YouTube where you're showing your face and or I'm thinking Instagram, like if you're showing, you know, yourself going out to eat at certain places, it's going to make it easy for them to figure out, okay, she goes to this restaurant, she goes to this gas station, she goes to this park, and, you know, now you're putting yourself in a situation. And I think that it's one thing to be, you know, employed and working for someone else and have social media and even have content that's similar to mine and get docs and then you lose your job. Um, and then it's another thing too, if you're kind of self-employed and, or you don't, don't necessarily depend, like I don't depend on my podcast. Like I promise you as much as I love y'all, if my podcast ever gets shut down, it would probably be a good year or two before I come back on and revamp because I'm at a point where, you know, today was kind of an off day, but 
for the most part, I'm really busy and I'm about to get busier. By next summer, it's going to be a wrap. I do like that I can record from my phone, but I'm not depending on this as my income, right? So it kind of makes me a little bit, I can do what I want to when it comes to this type of thing, right? If you shut it down, could care less, whatever. I've, I've served my purpose. But for those of you who, who rely on the social media as a, as a stream of income, then, you know, you want to protect that. And so um, one other thing I might do, what, I'm going to do this podcast tomorrow, though, because I am a little bit sleepy, but I'm going to be one of the first ones to make a call of action. I've talked about this before, and I kind of laugh about it and say that I'm petty, but leave these mofos on unread. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've already mentioned that, that I think is so hilarious when you have somebody that's dusty and mushmouth in the comments and y'all are not even talking to them. They have zero likes and everybody else has likes. Everybody else has comments. And and you could tell it's the dustiest, filthiest, allergic-causing, allergy-causing kind of comment and nobody's paying attention to it and I know it has to grind their ears because they probably have their notifications set on and they get their kicks out every time that somebody you know engages with them and I I say make question make them question their existence like make him log back in after an hour and be like dang am I visible can you see me like did no one see my comment? Let me try it again. And just nobody's talking to you. No black women are engaging with you. Only, you know, the like-minded people. But don't even give them your energy, right? So that's how I would handle that type of thing. Um, and let's stay the, you know, stay the course and protect yourself right? Protect yourself moving forward. Annie up. <laughs> All right, ladies. Um, and my divine masculine, it should go without saying, right? <laughs> um, don't be that dude, right? And if you want to even be a little bit more, I, I think that it's important for you guys to focus on the action, right? Um, don't be out here seeking validation online. It's going to make you give you pick me behavior. Trust and believe that if you put in the action, your family, your friends, your loved ones, they're really going to see it and be like, my dad is a good person or I have one boss who's a good person. So when you see these situations at work, you know what I'm saying? If you see a, um, a another black man attacking another black woman, you know, just show that you're there for support. I'm not definitely going to encourage you to have a knockout, drag out fight, especially with someone that you know could end up toe tagging you over the stupidest things but um yeah just find ways to, to you know and you men will figure it out in the best way that you know how but in contrast to to just letting it pass by or not addressing it if you're there and you can provide presence and support for for that woman then i would say god bless you right okay family um yeah, I think so. I'm going to I'm going to take a I'm going to go to bed and then in the morning I'm going to do a call of action just really pushing for us divine feminines like let's just stick it to them. Make them question their existence. Leave these people unread. You know, 
don't talk to them, do not engage with them, and it's going to be hilarious. Like, I want to see content creators that talk about the stuff that's important to the community and having all of the other comments where we're like-minded just with lots of likes and comments and then as soon as it's like dusty comments and you know this person is trolling just leave it blank leave it with zero likes oh my gosh and sometimes what they'll do is they'll like like their own comments so it'll be like one like just leave it alone i think that stuff is hilarious make them question their existence yo telling you but but hey (laughs) That's it and that's all. Bye.